welcome. I've noticed that I, every time I edit these videos, I always sound like such an idiot when I say welcome. My welcome just gets worse and worse. Vince starts us off great, and I just hit him with a welcome or something dumb. But welcome, I, everyone. I like it because you've gotten to the pattern of singing it, and it's kind of the same yep. two notes. It's actually it pretty is, pattern actually, yeah. now. You, you do go yeah. along with roughly the same notes, so I don't know. I think mm -hmm. you should keep doing it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But welcome, everyone. Yeah. Folks, welcome to we're Once back. Removed. We're back. Connor, how's, how's your week been? It's been busy. I'm back in Virginia after Las Vegas, and I've been doing a lot, actually. There's a lot of updates that are going on uh, that we can get to at the end of the episode, but I've had a lot on my mind, which is great. Heck, yeah. A lot of my yeah. mind, like a lot of my plate, not a lot of my mind. Yeah. That sounds oh. like I'm in a bad place. It's great. I'm having a great time. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Vince? What's going on? Also busy and nothing new. Yeah, I'm right. in I'm in the same same old same old week to week and uh it's funny cuz I feel like we're we're about to ask each other 20 questions and yeah. I don't think we're ever going to dig too deep into um our actual thoughts about, you know, day-to-day -day life or or the world and nope. I kind of like it that way because uh we're about to throw some pretty abstract random random shit at you so if you're excited absolutely for absolutely random please nothingness please keep listening because um you know we did the 20 questions episode pretty recently yeah i think it's funny like that was not that long ago but we yeah. already want to do a sequel just because mm -hmm. why not we like asking each other questions and answering them it's fun it's it's fun to talk about random things and also i'm gonna be real audience i'm gonna expose myself really quick so we ah oh man this is embarrassing. So we, not great communication, I, w I guess, for both of us over text, but um, uh, <laughs> we were supposed to come up with like 20 questions and we were like, how can we change it up from the first episode? And we came up with something and I just did not do it. So <laughs> this is, you know, it is 20 questions. You, you're getting what you're signing up for, but uh, it could have been better. Yeah, it was going to be... I won't say that. God, I'm selling this so terribly. No, no. This episode is going to be great, you guys. It, but, but basically, we were going to do 20, yeah. 10 different topics. We were each going to come up with five different topics, which both of us did. And we shared them with each mm -hmm. other. And then we were each going to make like questions based on those topics. But that's where we miscommunicated yeah. because where, whereas like I was making questions based off the topics, Connor was picking topics and then making other questions on top of the topics. So now yeah. I have 10 questions based on random topics that we came up with. And Connor just yeah. has 10 random questions, not based on yes. topics. So And Vince has not heard my questions. So technically, no. I know the questions Vince is going to ask. I don't have like crazy, perfect answers prepared. But Well, you know um, the topics of the questions I'm going to be asking. I know the but you That's don't know true. The I don't know themselves. the questions. So That's actually very true. But you are thinking about them. They're in the back of your head. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, one such topic was eating Wait, out. Wait, hold on. Ooh. Yes. It... Okay, but real quick, that's a great. That's where we'll start. But, Vince, <laughs> um, before we get started, email us. Oh, yeah. Podcast at oh, gmail.com. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you guys. We'd We're love to hear these... from you. We are putting these at the beginning of the episode. Please email us. We'd love to hear what you say. We'd love to get topics from you. We'd love to have quick takes from you. I'd love to do a 
email response episode. That's a that's a dream of yeah, ours. Yeah, so give if us this an email. Is one of your first times listening to, we tend to have a lot of fun in the back half coming up with random things and quick yep. takes, and we talk about them. It's yep. the segment we do at the end of every episode, um, and we also would love to have like listener engagement and be able to play back and forth with, with Absolutely. Uh, things you guys throw our way. Or if you come up with episode ideas that you really want to hear from us, we're super down for that. Because most of the time, we we usually do this podcast to keep in touch, to have fun mm-hmm. and talk about different topics. And, uh, you know, I don't think I don't think we have to stick to any one theme in particular. So if you have a crazy idea that you want to hear um, over the airwaves, then we're we're your guys, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Hit us. All right. Thank you for that. Now let's get into the 20 questions. Okay. Connor, let's say hypothetically, since since this topic was eating out, let's say you get to eat Careful. fast food for free. Ooh. All right. All right. For free. Okay. Okay. It has to be, but it has to be fast food. Like I'm talking Chipotle yes. is top of the barrel of this structure. Okay. Anything that healthier. I consider that. Yeah, I don't Fine. even consider Chipotle really fast food. We'll say Chipotle is the cutoff. Good. It, we'll say Chipotle is the, the cutoff. Anything Great. below Chipotle, you get for free. How many awesome. meals a week would you take advantage of this scenario? Obviously, Absolutely given the fact, every day. Every day. Probably. I know that's like so weird. I already have a problem with like DoorDash. So if I had free food. I'd never every, pay for food again. Well, every, I'd never do it. Are you saying every day or every meal of every day? Don't tempt me. Really, don't. So <laughs> I let, might just be Taco Belling it up, dude. Let me just break down a day. Let me break down a week of what this would be like, Connor. This sounds horrible. <laughs> just, it this, is. It is. Okay. You wake up in the morning. You grab, yep. let's, let's say, a chicken biscuit breakfast thing from oh. chick-fil-a all right oh that's yes. good on a you know whatever on a monday you wouldn't yeah. go on a sunday yeah. i guess and then you then you eat some del taco for lunch and then uh you're feeling more mexican for dinner so you get taco bell of course and then the next day after your stomach is sort of like oh cool that was fun for today let's see how tomorrow goes you hit yep. it with mcdonald's and then wendy's okay. and then arby's so you're two Ar- days no, into this No, don't say Arby's. Week. That's a crime. Mm. Don't say Arby's. Hey, you're going to run out of options pretty soon. What, do you want to hit true, Taco Bell again two nights in a row? It's yes. Taco Tuesday? Dude, yeah. so <laughs> you're, two, you're two days into this endeavor, and you're already, okay. you're already sick. I see what you're saying. You're right. You're right. I think and in you, reality, I would utilize it a lot for the fact of free food. Like, I, like... You know, free food is is dope, and I'm broke, so I would love some free food. But that is what, you know, that's what I would want. Got you. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't eat it every meal of every day. If I really had the option, I'd use it every week. I'd definitely be eating fast food every week. But oh, I'd probably, sure. I mean, I'd go for, once again, if we're cutting off a Chipotle, Chipotle has some healthier options. Not that it's healthy, but, like, comparatively to Taco Bell, the other Mexican food restaurant, I would just be like, okay, I can have a burrito bowl for dinner. Yeah. No, totally. I hear you. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'd be using it often, but you're right. I, I wouldn't do every day. I like cooking and I like, um, I like that and I like eating healthy. 
So well, yeah, maybe maybe I was should shouldn't on you more for every meal of every day. I could even see yes, a role where every day that would be bad. Every day like would still be kind of rough, but I don't know yeah. if you vary. I think it, it all depends maybe. on what you get too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's major. If you're just getting like a one little sandwich, that's not as big of a deal. Yeah. If I think for breakfast, if I did have a chicken biscuit, that's not terrible. That's yeah. pretty. That's not you know. That's not the best, but whatever. Okay, what's your answer, Vince? Oh, shoot. I didn't realize I was going to answer it, too. We don't... I thought we were answering both. Oh, it's fine. We? we don't have to... Um, I thought it was more of a discussion, debate topic kind of thing. You man, can just be brief with it. You know, be my, brief my brief it. answer would be every other day I would have one meal of fast food. Cool. Yeah, that me. seems probably the healthiest one. Like, especially us. We're young dudes. We can handle some fast food. Yeah. And then as I get like older, compared to if, and it's yeah. less of a draw, then I would just phase away slowly. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Now on. my question. If you could play one instrument, any instrument, but one fluently, just like perfectly, what would it be? Ooh. Piano. Yeah. 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 It's Why just is like, it? Why is that? Versatile. First of all, you can play any, really any genre of music, I guess you, you'd say. Um, it's not only that, but it's also good as a solo instrument, mm-hmm. um, a backing instrument in a band. Um, you can play piano pianos. You can play like keyboards. So you can do electronic yeah. music too. You mm-hmm. also would have the by far the best understanding of music theory because it's the perfect instrument for that um totally yeah i think i think that's the perfect instrument to be perfect at agreed absolutely agreed i think if it it, for my like if someone asking me this question my answer is piano that's always my answer i wish i was better at piano because i can kind of play piano but not very well so if i could play if I could learn that quickly and be very good at it or just have that ability, that'd be awesome. But if it meant that I couldn't play guitar again, sorry, piano. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love guitar too much. I just wish I was better at piano. I hear you. Yeah. I hear okay, you. Okay, great. Next question, Vince. Hmm. Of the topics we came up with, I'm going to throw one that you came up with at you, back okay. at you. Back at me, baby. Yeah. Okay. Since we were just talking about instruments, the topic mm-hmm. is concerts. And yeah. the question is, whose last concert do you need to see? For context, oh my I saw Elton John. You lucky duck, dude. I saw Elton John uh, in his last North American tour. I saw him at Dodger Stadium. On Granted, it wasn't on the televised one. It was on the Thursday night, but total blast still dude Wouldn't oh, have missed it i'm so jealous life so changing jealous. amazing um who's one of those do you need yeah. to be at and dude. it can be anybody elton john is up there man up there that's a good one and i already missed it i already missed it yeah you absolute lucky duck i love that was so cool. You texted me. I was so jealous. I literally was with my battle to help people like, oh, my God, my cousin is so lucky right now. They were all jealous. Um, uh, I don't know. 
there aren't many like when you think last people you you think of older artists and there aren't that many left that i really appreciate that are still like going or still yeah. the original members you know what i mean so well, i guess i just recently got into an aerosmith kick watching them do dream on at the howard stern birthday event is absolutely amazing and that that's just the answer that comes to my head I would love to see like the last Aerosmith performance, you know. That's a good, yeah, yeah. That'd be a really good time. Is there one or like a modern I mean, artist who later in life you'd be like, I want to make oh. sure that I see them as well, man. Or maybe not. You know, I'm a metal. I'm a metal guy, so I'm thinking of all the metal bands I'm into. Um, uh, Slipknot, that that'd be a cool one. I mean, they've been around for. Uh, Coming up on 30 years, no, I guess closer to 20, closer to 20 years, but about 25. Um, that would be cool. Um, no, there's a lot of bands that I like, but I, huh. Man, I don't know. That's really hey. good. Uh, I'll say, I'll say, uh, hmm. You know, I'll, I'll say Slipknot. That'd be really cool. Or Gojira. I love the band Gojira. It's one of my absolute favorite bands. I'll say Gojira. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. All right, man. Hit me with it. Next one. So, Vince, this one is a little more related to uh, what you've been doing now. On a film set, who has the hardest job? Hmm. Who do you believe has the hardest job? And I think the easy answer, you might say it, is the director. And if it's absolutely the director, I'd love to hear why. But if it's something else, you know, I'd want to know. I'm going to be, you know, okay, I honestly don't think I am the best person to answer this question. I've been working okay. in post-production. And so I've been mostly doing, like, office stuff for mm -hmm. for the project that I'm on. So I'm only getting, like little bits of a sense of really what it's like being on set for for work you know yeah but um i would probably have to say from from my like limited understanding of it um i guess it, i guess it would depend on the type of director you have or the type of like executive producers that you have but um being an assistant director or like a line producer mm. who has like managerial power and is in charge of making things run but isn't ultimately the last decision maker i feel like that would be a really hard job because for sure you're you're responsible and kind of blamed for a lot and it's maybe a little more thankless it can be yeah. it could be potentially but you also don't you also would sometimes have to defer to people who are above you to like make mm. make solid decisions, and so you, I feel like you could get into hot water for ma like making things happen on your own when you shouldn't be, or not taking initiative when you should be. And I, I feel like it could that has the potential to be a really tough job. But totally never worked it, so I, I'm not completely yeah. sure. Yeah, it's walking that tightrope. I totally get what you're saying. No, definitely. I remember on the one film that I did. Also, check out the trailer for the movie I'm in. Oh yeah. That was, Pound I, saw cake. Your, I saw your appearance yes, sir. in the trailer. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's my uh, 
when the movie comes out, we can talk about it. I won't spoil what happens, but uh, that was a very cold, fun day. It was the coldest day of my life. Um, but a great day. Uh, yeah, check out the trailer. It's called Pound Cake. I'm Pound excited. Cake trailer. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see good. you in a movie. It's going to be real I good. I think it's crazy. Yeah, right? That's really crazy, man. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I That story, I'll do a whole episode on that. Or we can talk about, we'll do a whole thing on uh, that movie Dude, story because yeah. it's very fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, on set, I remember the couple people that I really felt like had a hard job were uh, DP had a very hard job. Uh, obviously, the director has a hard job. And it was a small crew, so we were doing a lot. And me being like a PA, even, I just got promoted to like script supervisor. <laughs> Yeah, Producers have a hard everyone everyone on set is stressed all the time. So everyone has a really hard job. But I just remember RDP was a was a trooper and he was really really doing a lot. He was he was great. I think it's so cool thinking about all the differences between independent films and, and then studio stuff because the right? the, the larger right? the film, the way less likelihood anything like that of ever happens you know going to a pa and yep. being like oh hey we need like a script soup like you're you're gonna yeah, be right? scripts like, it's so like that'd be absolutely unheard of super big yep. taboo to to have anything like that happen but that's so cool that that's like an opportunity in, that comes about in independent yeah in the credits i will be script supervisor of the movie that's rad i mean that's just mm-hmm. that's actually like that's and really hard i mean to the production a lot of the time definitely the production was big. I will say that. It's just, it, there were a lot of people working on it. I just, like, came in at a very specific time. And uh, I was also actually, like, shockingly qualified to do this. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're actually, okay, cool. Let's uh, have you do this. Oh, yeah. That's great. Like, the acting. So, yeah. I don't know. The acting was fun. And that, yeah, that That's that fun. got me, whatever. We can talk more about it later. So Yeah. All right. Bookmark it. Cool. All right, Vince, hit me with a question. Am I up again? All right. Yes, sir. Okay, the topic is nepotism. <laughs> oh, uh, we go. Ooh. ooh. Okay, let's say you're in charge of some sort of project or, or let you know, yep. show, movie. Let's say you get to, to that cool. um, realm or a play or something. Would you hire a deserving friend over an equally deserving stranger? Let's say you're presented with two pretty much equally deserving people. Would your gut instinct to be to go with a friend? Absolutely. Okay, cool. That's what I figured. That's reasonable. Yeah. I say that not in the sense that, you know, I write plays and I write these things and now they're actually getting on their feet, which is something we can talk about. But um, in my mind, I'm like, I could cast a total stranger. I could do a whole audition process and cast someone, which would be great. I have absolute faith that I would find the person. But I know somebody who can do it and I'd love to have them just read it real quick and make sure that I know what they're doing. So... Ha- the the reason is not because it I don't know it's not a I don't think it's bad people want to work with people they like yeah. and that's you know really tough to break in but the thing about the industry in plays and movies that I think is very unspoken is people want to work with people who are good to work with and if you have a friend who you know is good to work with and what you know you want to work with and want to see do this part, you're they're going to get it over you because they don't know you. Yeah. And that's not your fault, but it's the industry is so about getting in the room and meeting people 
so much more than you think it is. Yeah. That it creates everything. And nepotism, when you said nepotism, I thought you meant like famous well, kids. Well, this is what I'm about like to famous. get to. It's like a two part. Yeah. In my head, this is a two part question because mm-hmm. that's the way I was thinking about it too is like that's that's sort of where yeah. networking kind of stops and then becomes nepotism. Like that's the line. If you had a deserving friend yeah. who you've met and you want to, you know, get them a job or a, a, some sort of opportunity, I think that's sort yeah. of different. But then when, when the, when it becomes like, oh, you have this friend or this family member and they're not deserving of it or you're just pushing them somewhere or promoting them or what have you yep. because of that element, that's when people are easily able to spot it and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's that's nepotism. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of nepotism that pisses everybody off. And so Definitely. I guess the follow-up question would be, do you think there should be more serious recourse against that happening? And how, how would you even see that taking place i don't okay i'll say once again you know this industry is about getting in the room and when you're born into it it's very easy and a lot of times you see the nepotism and i could name some names of people who have like famous parents or successful parents but but they're also freaking good they're really good so like yeah having that having your dad as a producer helps, but they have the talent to back it up. So I think when we start diving into the area where someone who doesn't have the talent and got it because they knew somebody or because they were, because of their last name, that's what I have a problem with. But I don't have a problem with people who are good and just have successful parents. There you go. Or successful connections. That's, that's a, way that is a thing in this industry you have to i mean i guess mooching isn't the right word but you have to schmooze isn't the right word either but kind of you have to be nice and want to work and meet these people so if someone's hustling like that go for it uh and i don't know i guess i don't have that much of a problem with it if they're good you heard it here first connor loves nepotism i love nepotism he's the biggest fan of nepo babies (laughs) <laughs> All right. All right, Connor, what's your question? Okay. This one's interesting. Do you think movies are becoming better or worse? You know what? I I do have something to say about this. I don't mm-hmm. I think the I answer is very strong a very very strong neither. Like very yep. very strongly feel that that is not a trend one way or the other happening right now at all. Um, Mm. I've seen a lot of my, like a lot of the best movies I've ever seen, I've seen from recent years. And if not like 2022, I thought it was a great year in movies and there were also bad movies and people like to pinpoint, you know, trends and like they, they pinpoint like one or two movies that they saw in a year and be like, Oh, it's not as good as it used to be. And obviously like 2020 was a bad year in movies because of COVID and everything. And, um, and yeah. I, but I look back and it's like, oh, you know, things aren't like what they used to be. And you look back at like 2016 and that wasn't that great of a year. Or um, you go even further back and it's like, oh, 2005, like not that much that was great came out in 2005, but 2004 was mm-hmm. amazing or 2003 was amazing. It was. That's actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like. That's funny that that's true. It's not like an overall trend that movies are getting better or worse. It's just there's going to be good movies and there's going to be bad movies. And some of the good movies are going to get 
you know, covered over and people are going to be like, oh, the good's not being recognized. But a lot of the other good movies are going to get recognized. Mm -hmm. And it's just always been that way. Like, that's always been the case. Totally. And people are fooling will, themselves if yeah. they think. I, I feel, Well, I mean, I don't want to be that strong against people who have an opinion other than me on this. But I think people are fooling themselves if they actually think movies are, like, way better now or, like, way worse now. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think with the accessibility to make movies, more people are making movies, more... Because think about it. I mean, comparatively to 30 years ago to 20 years ago, it is so easy to make a movie. A movie, like a real one. Look at... I mean, you look at everything everywhere all at once. I haven't seen it yet. What? I'm going Connor, to watch it very soon. You I need know. To, my I man. know. I need to. You need, I need to. to. That's exactly what um, I was thinking when I was like. But the visual, the visual effects team is five people who taught themselves visual effects for the movie. It's pretty bizarre. It's insane. That's insane. Yeah, that is actually insane. Like, go them. Good for them. The, like, that's awesome. But that's just people making a movie. Yeah. Like, that's just people pulling up their bootstraps and doing it. So I think with the accessibility, I'm gonna totally agree with you, man. Yeah, it's badass is what it is. Exactly. All right. All right, you're up. Okay. Um, hmm. Coffee. The topic is coffee. Um, coffee. I put that out there. Yes, this is it. I was drinking coffee when I wrote the topic. Connor's like, I like coffee. This is coffee. Coffee is the topic. How how many coffees? I'm talking, I'm talking like think a tall from Starbucks or an eight ounce mug of coffee, right? Okay. How many Let, coffees oh, I, I is that. too many? in a day and then also a distinction how many coffees is too many a day as like a regular thing oh god um for me and i know this because i've kind of pushed the limit and drank too many coffees honestly two or three that's too many i'm a one coffee in the morning that's just pick me up all i need that uh, having any more especially close to the first coffee I drank really gives me a, a buzz I don't like. It's like I get the shakes, and I, I don't like it. So for me, two to three is too many. And I would actually argue that it's probably, I would say close to three to four is probably too many for most people. I think that's a lot of like, co like coffees, not a little bit or sip, or if you have like a big coffee you drink throughout the day, that's different. I don't even know like what you're doing with that. I don't know how much you're drinking. But if you're drinking a tall at Starbucks, any more than three of those, I feel like is too much. Yeah. Wait, when we're talking tall, I'm talking like the second to smallest size, right? That's the smallest, yeah. Yeah, okay. There's like the short. Tall. Wait, I don't it's, know the Starbucks size. I've learned this recently. I've had to learn this recently. I never go to Starbucks, but <laughs> for work I've had to now. PA problems. Yeah. Short, tall, grande, venti. And um, that's right. Tall would be a small yeah, everywhere. Else. Yeah, of course. Because and of honestly, course, in whatever. the mornings. Yeah. So in Virginia, actually, my mom has an espresso machine and I know how to make espressos uh, and I know how to make like lattes and stuff because of the restaurant I worked at in New York. So I'm making a latte every morning. So easy. So good. It's not that much liquid. It's probably like eight ounces. Yeah. So. It's just so concentrated with the espresso. Um, so, yeah, on, I would say two to three eight-ounce drinks are too many. Okay, I'm up. I got my question. 
right here. Ooh, okay. Oh, this one, we might have to dance around the actual answer. It's not for the faint of heart. Is chivalry dead? Hmm. Is chivalry mm. dead? I don't know how to answer that question. I, I don't. I, for real, I just, I, I, I thought know. of that. It's, it's like, I don't know. I want to hear what you have to say because I kind of have an answer for I this. Think it was always dead. I don't think I don't think it was ever yeah. really a thing because, I, I just think you know you have okay like more more people are expected to hold doors and stuff or whatever like, you yeah. know there's more fitting in the gender role but there's also like way. I don't know. There, that always comes with like men being terrible to women and getting away with it, and like, yeah, I totally. feel like I, I, I don't know. And there's also just too many people in too many different countries and societies and stuff that it's hard to like generalize it, you know? Because I could be like, oh yeah, where I am, there is less chivalrous actions going on, but there's also more equality between men and women, and more recourse mm-hmm. that women typically can have to like stop totally. bad dudes. Um, but then on the other hand, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think it ever really was a thing. Yeah. I I'll agree with that. I think the idea of chivalry is so interesting. It's like, yeah, I'll say it's dead because we've, we should just be nicer to each other in general. Heck yeah. If you're in front of someone, hold the door open for them. Like if you're a man or a woman, hold the freaking door open. It's nice to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that easy. It's like, I don't know. Chivalry is just what respecting a woman. Yeah. Great. How about you do that all the time? How about we respect each other? So I will say chivalry is dead and for the better. I'm. You know what I'm getting from this? I need to, I need to tell people to hold the door for me. I need to wear a shirt that says, Absolutely. hold the door for me. I'm coming through. And... Chivalry is dead. Hold the door open for me. No. Okay. I know what it sounds like. I don't want you to think that I, I, okay. When I say chivalry is dead, I'm not trying to make a statement. I just think we are at a point where I believe that we are equal and we don't need to like, well, do that. Just be nice to each other. Hey man. If chivalry is being nice, we just all need to be chivalrous to each other. I would say the only counterpoint to what you're saying is like the point that like we're at a point where we're equal. That might be like our circles or like the people that we're around. But that's true. We are not really, the best people to talk about. It is about like this. really hard to generalize. Um, but I think we should just go full tilt. You know, we should just become like a total broy podcast. And um, absolutely. And I I think like toxicity could do some real good for this for this podcast. I feel like we really could need to like amp it up. We'd have an audience. We would have an <laughs> yeah, audience. Yeah, our audience would, our audience would like yeah, triple, uh, in a day. It literally it would. would. It would. I just wouldn't. <laughs> I just wouldn't really appreciate ooh, anyone who listened. Ooh, to this us. actually leads into a really good question for this. Okay, the topic great, was social great. media. Um, so the question cool. is, Connor, you get to be an influencer of like ten million followers or whatever. I don't know how many is like an insane amount, but mm-hmm. but you have to create constant content. Like, yeah, I'm talking. Okay. It's your eight hour a day job and you're making this type of Oof. stuff that would get views. You're not like pouring your heart and soul into like great okay. songs and stuff like that. You're, you're making like content that content. you don't necessarily care about. Would you do that? Until from now until you're like 40, would you do that? Oh, it did. You, you would have a, like a ton of money by the time you're done with this, but your life like, would be I- this. Your life would be this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I would, it would probably be like guitar related, instrument related, because that's something I like and that those are the like content creators I like, some of them. And I just think it would be something that I could actually do and do well. And it would still like make, it would be enjoyable that I get to play guitar or get to play any instruments for content. But uh, no, I don't think I would. Alrighty. I, my end career goal is so, you know, different than that, that I think me doing that would just get in the way of what I wanted to do. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. In the sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'll just say that I, to the point of doing what you love is loving doing it. Yeah. And I don't want to do what I love and ruin it. I don't want to make what I love a job. And I feel like that would be doing that. If I just, my life is content creation and me, 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 like it's all about me and what I'm into and whatever. And if someone is into that and they do that, and there are obviously a lot of people who do good for them. I like, that's great. And I watch them. I watch content. So, but I, 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 that's just not a life I'd want to do. And also recently I've been editing a project. I hate editing so much. (laughs) I hate sitting down and editing. I'm not bad at it, but I, I'm like, Ugh, it took me an hour to do three seconds of footage. It sucks. Yeah, I get you. That, that's, Ugh, but that's tough. I feel yeah. like when you... I don't, I don't want to sit at a computer all day and just edit yeah. my whatever. I, I feel mean, like once you get whatever. to a certain level as like an influencer, though, you'd probably be able to hire editors and stuff, but you would still have to be very good at it and handle that a sure. lot, I think. Um, yeah, and yeah. you'd have to know editing to get it in the yeah. first place and know what you want from right. editing and... Uh, the whole point of hiring another editor is them to impersonate your style. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That was a good question. All right. This, this one's interesting. Would you rather, and we might have a bias. I think we might have the same answer. Would you rather have 10 brothers or 10 sisters? No one else, nothing else. 10 brothers, oh, 10 yikes. sisters. I don't want either of those mm-hmm. scenarios, but. Uh, I know, but pick one. Well, I have all. Well, I only have one sister, so I know what it's like for mm-hmm. me to have a sister, and I know that I love my sister, and we have a great relationship. So, ten sisters. Yeah, my answer is also ten sisters because I have three sisters. I can handle seven more. <laughs> I I remember growing up and ha- my sister having social functions and being like the awkward like little brother yeah. appendage that was there around at like yep. these girls' birthday parties or or different things that would go on and um, you get used to it quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I also don't think I could handle the emotional unavailability of men. Ten dudes around, it's like it's not the same. Like having three sisters, I am just such a different yeah, person. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh wait, yeah, I'm up. Okay, you're up. Um, tour guides. That's the topic. Where would you be? Where tour would you guides. be a tour guide for five years if you had the choice of being a tour guide somewhere? Are you asking where I know that I could confidently no, like, tour? No, like you get trained, or just where, where would, would I love, love to be a tour to... guide? It could be any sort oh. of like museum, natural hmm. stuff, like anything. You know, that's very interesting. Probably a museum. There actually is a museum. It's like um, the Museum of Music and um, Arts. I think it's in Chicago or. I forget. I'd love to work there. I'd love to be a guide of a museum. Or, no, nah, I know. 
I've almost done this before. I went to, I wish, <laughs> I went to a haunted town in Williamsburg, Ooh. and we did a whole tour of the whole town. And the guy touring us, I was like, I do your job so well. You are not doing it. I want your job. So, You're not selling this, man. Sell me on the fear. Where there are ghosts all so around your teenage us. Sell me. Like, so I would love to do that. If only yeah. I was giving this tour, people would feel the fear of the moment. Yeah. No, literally, literally, my mom was like, Connor, you need to take over and just like bullshit the rest of this because this guy. And I was like, I want to do this. So yeah, touring. I also don't believe in ghosts. So touring a haunted. Uh, town would be sick. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God. I had the scariest experience today. I'll be real quick with this. I was editing and I just heard this. No joke right behind me. I heard this. <sighs> just breathing. And I was like, what? And I took off my headphones and I turned around and it happened again. And I really took off my headphones. I was like, what? And I just kept hearing like, <sighs> Like breathing. It sounded exactly like that. I was like, someone's in my room mm. and I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's what, like, there is someone above me, below me. I don't know. I'm dying. I, and then when I got up to look around, it stopped. Was it Allie? Was Allie in the room? Your dog? No? No. I don't oh. know what it was. I have something that would terrify you. I think either. No, no. No, I want right, to finish your thought. Finish your thought. Oh, that was That's it. That was all it was. That happened to me Hold today. On. It was scary. You're terrified of crickets, right? Okay. No, no, no. Dude, my yes. apartment right now has like a cricket infestation. It's like not, they're harmless, right? You know, that. so you're just hearing chirping and then maybe one or two crickets will hop out a day. That is my but you absolute would hate it. worst yeah, they're nightmare. Yeah, they're just here. They're here. I would hate it. Um, That's my absolute vents, worst nightmare. Like you move a oh. door and then you hear like, trip, 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 or whatever, and it's just, you know. Crickets no. everywhere. I'm yeah. literally wincing. This is yeah. bad. Okay. Um. Huh. All right. Is it my question? Uh, yeah. What did we just yeah, ask? It's your question. Was that the ten no, brothers and sisters? Asked you the tour guide. I asked you the it's tour my guide. question. Yes, the tour guide. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um. Okay. This one we might get a little controversial again. Who is the most overrated and underrated actor? Oh wow. Holy. Okay. Um. Underrated will be easy or like not controversial. Overrated might get a little controversial. I don't have an exact answer either. Dang. Underrated, probably, probably somebody like thinking of solid character actors who just do a really good job. Oh, there's this guy named Will Patton. I think his name's Will Patton. He was in Minari and Swamp Thing, and uh, he plays like the okay. old man in Minari. And he's in Swamp Thing. I I haven't seen Minari. Um, I need to see Minari. I've heard it's so good. I haven't so seen good. too much else, but I really like his performances, and no one really talks about him. I think he's really good. Um, yeah. Overrated. Yeah. Overrated actor. Holy crap. I feel like, yeah, this is going to piss somebody off. I, I don't really – I've never really thought about that yeah. before. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really have a lot of actors where I'm just like, oh, I just hate their performances maybe like yeah shoot i don't know what what's your thought i mean i really don't i don't know if i have an answer 
So my underrated would probably be James McAvoy. I think he's so good and not getting enough recognition. Obviously, he's recognized and is doing well, but James McAvoy should be running away with the Oscars. Him in Split is genuinely an amazing performance. Um, overrated, this one is definitely going to be controversial, and I like this person. I do not hate them. I've just always found that they play kind of the same character over and over again. Uh, it's Zendaya. Oh, shoot. I don't... You know what I mean? It's like that... And I really like her movies. I like her in Spider-Man, and I like whatever. I actually haven't seen Euphoria, and I've heard that's the one that breaks out the mold. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch movies. and um, But, you know, every performance I've always seen of her, it's kind of she's the tomboyish, sassy... Not even sassy. It's just kind of like quippy and... It's good, but I, I want to see her do something else. Cool. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been meaning to watch Euphoria, so I think I might check that out as well. Oh, I thought yeah. of... I don't know if I can handle the sexualization of teenagers, though. It's just that such is a, a bit weird odd. I know they're thought. not teens actually like, it's, playing it's them. It's odd, and I don't... Like, high school shows for me are the same. Yeah, but... It, like, I, I don't know. If, like, kind of... It's kind of... Yeah, it's a little... Odd. And having shows that introduce sex safely and, like, realistically to teens because obviously teenagers are having sex but yeah having euphoria be so sexy is a yeah. little problematic for me i totally get you You know what i mean oh i thought of most overrated i i think okay. and i really do like him as an actor and i love a lot of his performances but i feel like when brad pitt won best supporting actor for once upon a time in hollywood i stopped and went you did a really good job but I've seen you play a character similar to that before, and I don't know why you just won an Oscar for that. Totally. That was like the thought that went through my head. Um, I'll agree with that. But I, I think he's great. That. Like, I think he deserves to be yeah. an A-list actor. I just think he's slightly overrated in in little ways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But his, yeah, his performance in Inglorious Bastards is so good. Oh, That's yeah. what he should have, that yeah. should have got the nomination. Like, I love him in 12 Monkeys, and I mean, I yeah. love him in tons of movies, and He's a great producer, too. But Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But I get what you're saying. All yeah. right, you're up. Okay. The royal family was the topic you came Ooh. up with. This is yep. going to be an extremely leading question because mm -hmm. I think you know this about me. I'm not a huge yep. fan of the royal family. <laughs> um, is it relatively harmless fun or actually pretty harmful uh, for society, besides England, let's just like take England out of the equation. For like America, yeah. let's just say what we yeah. know. For America to still have the royal family treated like royalty and like celebrities. I won't say that it is harmless. I won't say it's harmful either. I don't know too much about it. I think it's just this place where like my opinion about the royal family is I don't care at all. I don't care about them. Like I just don't. And sure, like they're the royal family, but treating them, I get why you know, they're interesting and they're the royal family. They're people of influence, but I, I wouldn't say it's harmful and I wouldn't say it's harmless. It's just this place where I don't care. If they, it literally, if they disappeared, I wouldn't care. Yeah. If, the, if the royal family, I wouldn't celebrate it. I wouldn't cry about it i wouldn't even know probably i think that's i honestly think it's really healthy 
I don't know. It's been, I, it just kind of weirds me out, the obsession with the royal family. Yeah. But it's funny that yeah. you brought this up as a topic, because that's something that always, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. I won't even talk about it. Yeah. All right, what's your question? I have a, I have a funny story about the royal family. So oh, I was what? in rehearsal for Bad Out of Hell when the queen died. I oh, yeah. was there. We were talking about it because, you know, it was the rumor. Like, she just went, what happened? The queen might have just died. Like, she might, is in the hospital. And um, we were in rehearsal, and the director walks in, and he goes, hey, everyone, just wanted to stop and let you know that the queen just passed away. And we were all like, oh, no. And there's a lot of British people in the cast. There are a lot of British people on the team. And uh, our assistant director comes in, and our choreographer was Scottish, so her opinion was interesting. But she was like, you know, she's like your grandma. She's like your nan. You know, it's just there's a sort of like, oh, that's sad. She was just a sweet old lady kind of vibe. You, and our assistant director was like, our assistant director was like, you know, you just can't help but feel bad. You felt like you could have gone to her for anything. She just felt like everyone's grandma. And we were all like, oh, yeah. And then I talked to my swing, who is British. James, shout out. Love you, bro. He, I was like, what do you think? He's like, I couldn't yeah, care less. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it, he's like, it's kind of dumb that they're a royal family at all. And yeah, sure, someone died. And it's like, we're not going to celebrate that she's dead. But he's like, it's, it's a little dumb that they are as big as they are. I was like, cool. Yeah. I think Agreed. that's what really set it off for me was that the whole reaction to that and yeah. just being like, it was a 96-year-old woman who passed away like in the most exactly. you know, healthy possible circumstances. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I just don't mm-hmm. get it. Anyway, um, the topic is mountains because on our last podcast, you said that you prefer the mountains to the beach. Absolutely. So I'm going to put you to the test a little put bit. The test. If you were paid, like paid pretty well, to live, go out and live in the mountains, no cell contact, no contact with the outside world, but you're in a group. Like, let's say it's a group of like 15 people that you okay. dig, that you like, and you're all doing this together. So you're not alone. Um, it, for three months, this was the case. But this is, for you to be able to do this, you'd have to turn down a pretty solid gig, like a pretty solid show for three months. Nothing that would be like, oh my God, this is my big break, yeah, yeah, yeah. but solid work. Build your work. resume may come with more opportunities. Maybe not. You'd have to turn that down. Would you do that? How much money am I getting if I go to the mountains? Same price either way. Let's say you the pay you would get from the show is the same. Is pay the you exact get same the price I'd get? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd have to make the pay more for the mountains because you know turning down gig. That's like I love doing that. So that's what I love to do, and I love the mountains. But it's just kind of a place I'd rather live. The experience of living in the mountains for three months, no cells with a bunch of people I like, I'd totally do that. That'd be sick. I'd do that and write a freaking album, like with friends, yeah. like go take the band up there and go up or something. But um, uh, no, I'd take the gig for the same amount of money. I, okay. I would take the gig because I just I love working. I love being in my industry, so that's what I would do. Cool. Yeah. So I guess you're more of a stage man than a mountain man (laughs) (laughs) i live in new york city of course (laughs) yeah so yeah i think that's my answer you can't even answer the question it's not the it's not targeted towards you (laughs) no not really okay well mine's up this is an interesting one is adult life what you thought it would be as a kid Ooh, ooh, okay um, 
no no it's not i yeah no i think as a kid i was super conditioned by the school system to think of how one thing led to the to another kind of like clockwork yeah and i think when um when you're sort of sheltered by the school system at least i felt like i was sheltered by it you know like uh there was what if i felt like i could do well in the school system then life would just go well for me Mm -hmm. and because i was doing well in school all throughout school by the time i you know went to college it was kind of like a rude awakening of you know yeah i can still get a's or something in class but you know that doesn't guarantee you anything like you still have to you still have to figure things out more Mm -hmm. and that's when i started to get a little like cynical about oh my god like i i think i've had a misconception about what being an adult is meant to be and like how things are guaranteed so i think it was kind of kind of getting over the lie of being like really set in the basic lane like if you're so, if you're good at doing those like basic like educational things thinking that everything's going to work out for you mm-hmm. um i feel like that was a big lie that i believed in for a while and yeah. now that i'm i like it more like i'm happier that that's not the case because i feel like it makes life a lot more interesting and i'm having fun kind of feeling more free to figure out exactly what i want to do and how i want to do it and what works and what doesn't yeah it's like it's a little scarier it's a little scarier but like in a really fun way so yeah good answer that's a good answer I would say my answer is the same. I wasn't as good at school as Vince was. He can attest to that. But um, uh, I would say I thought this is what my life would be. I just didn't know it would happen so soon. Hmm. I think I ver- I'm young, and I very quickly you know, started to yeah. uh, just jump into the real world. And I'm very glad that I did. And what it is, is it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. But the fact that I'm doing it so young and now I'm okay with like being an adult in the real world, um, it's, it's nice. It's really great. So yeah, I'll say yes. I'll say my answer is yes. I did think it would be like this. That's cool. Yeah. Cause mine was never educational based. You're totally right. I'm not you know, putting down your point, you, for your experience, that that's absolutely true. But for mine, I didn't care about school at all, ever. I, for seven years, I did not do a single piece of homework. That is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but hats off, because I feel like there was a disconnect between what I wanted to do with my life and what the ex- educational system, like, really brings about. Totally. At least in some totally. ways. So. I feel like your your dream in life has a huge disconnect from that, and you recognize that, and you didn't waste your time. Yeah. I, I think know. that actually leads into my next question really well. Oh, go so for if it So if you don't mind, can we, you know, uh, we'll change yeah, the order yeah, and yeah. I'll go again. My next question is, was Kemp's Landing worth it? Oh, okay. For background, folks. Yeah. Okay. We went to a magnet middle school, which was a public middle school, and it pulled from all around a pretty large land area city. Mm-hmm. So we'd all bus in and go to the school, and it was very rigorous academically. And very a lot of other activities that would normally go on in middle school, like sports teams and typically like lighter scheduled days and stuff, that wasn't really a thing. So you'd get there pretty early, and you would leave you'd get home pretty decently late. So you would be missing most of the sunlight during the day. Um, you were prioritizing school. So it, it was honestly, for me, at least, it was more intense than high school. 
Like, yeah, very genuinely. Same. The entire way through, like totally those, same. It, it was more. It was harder. Um, I've heard a lot of people say it's harder than college too, which I believe. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. It like it really was, and I know some of that's probably like age matched to the challenge as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's a bit of a thing. So, you know, it's not like a one to one. I don't know what I'm saying. I think it was hard. I think it was really tough. Um, and yeah. I think there were, there was a lot of good that came out of that. I feel like it was character building, and I learned a lot, and a lot of things became second nature for me. Um, I feel like I got like a lot. I got a lot better at writing because of yeah, I was man. in Queensland. Yeah, man. I got a, I learned a lot about like debating and stuff, but man, I would say the question was, was it worth it? Yeah. I would say yes. I would say yes only because my high school experience was different. If I had continued in that exact same type of uh, like way of doing things for the next four years after that, I would have said no, because then I'd be missing out on a lot of like normal life experiences and yeah, like just enjoying things more. But there was stuff mm-hmm. to enjoy at Kemp's Landing. Shout out to Mr. Poe and band. I loved that. Absolutely. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I th- I'd say yes, but but with like a huge asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. yeah. And there were things I wish they did differently. Definitely. For sure. I'll agree with that. I think for me, once again, I was not a, a, a classroom student. That's not, That wasn't me. And, you know, with uh, the... Friggin with the school being so hard and so just stressful, I look back and I'm like, it, I didn't need it to be where I am today. I didn't need it at all, but it helped. And there were definitely character building it. The music education I got from there was amazing. What I learned, who I am as a person and who knows what have happened if I didn't go there, I might be a totally different yeah. person. So it shaped me into the person I am today. And I'm thankful for that, but overall, it was a very, very stressful experience. And here's the thing. If you're listening and you're a fifth grader who wants to go to Kemp's Landing. <laughs> very select pool. Very select. You're, you're talking to one city right yeah, now. Right. It, is, <laughs> it is a really great school. And if your goal, if you are smart and you're a gifted person, like I've met some of the smartest people in my life at Kemp's Landing. They really were smart. And um, if that's your path and you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something that requires a lot of education, it's absolutely the place for you. And at the same time, music is also, it's very well taught there. Like it also helps that everyone is gifted. So we're naturally just going to be better at music. Like people are just gifted. People are just better at music and better at arts. It's weird that that's true. But I, yeah. I won't say that entirely, but there were a lot of really, really talented oh. artists. That's what I'll say. So it's, it's a great school. It wasn't for me educational-wise, but what it gave me, I will. I, I thank it for. Yeah, and to kind of expand it, I think it's funny that this, this is probably a trend around the country. I haven't really heard of too many other schools that were doing this, but like gifted schools, that was like the name mm-hmm. underneath. It was like for the gifted and talented was what it was called. And uh, like looking back on it now, it's like at the time it was like, oh yeah, that's normal. Cause like we're gifted and talented, we're but gifted. it's just funny to think about like, like elementary schoolers being tested in and being like assigned like the label of like, oh yeah, you're gifted, you're talented yeah. Yeah. and come here. And it's, it's so, 
it's so bizarre. I think there's an element of truth to it because it was based on like these tests, but not the other on the, at the same time, I feel like there're probably a ton of kids who are super capable of doing um that kind of work who just didn't do well in the test that day or like didn't I don't know. Absolutely. And it's just so much, the, so many factors that can really make that a little bit like and really? he, calling it gifted yeah, and talented is a bit totally. mean. I don't know. Yeah. And here's the beef I have with the test to get into the school. It was the easiest test ever. What it was, was testing like basic. I don't know exactly what it is. I'd love to take it now. I would love to take that test now because what I remember from that test, it was a lot of like patterns and shapes and recognition of shapes and patterns. I say shapes like, is this a triangle? I mean, like there's a long sequence of, of a pattern and you have to say what goes next. Yeah. So it's like that is something I love. That's easy. I love puzzles. I'm really good at Sudoku. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I have the, the <laughs> app on my phone. My expert level time, I believe, is like two minutes and 40 seconds to beat a Sudoku puzzle. I love Sudoku. So I really like puzzles. I didn't puzzles. know that about and, you. That's yeah, really and, cool. Yeah, that is something I really like and I've always liked. I love the puzzles. I love doing that stuff. And uh, not like puzzle pieces like a jigsaw puzzle. I hate jigsaw puzzles, which is very odd. But uh, I mm. love those problems to deal with. And that test was just yeah. full of that. So I think for that, yeah, I was I passed the test. But it's a, it's, that is not what the school was. <laughs> I think they should change the name to Middle School for the Puzzle Kings. <laughs> that's that's what it should be called. Facts. Facts. All right. Hit Man. us with a question, Vince. Oh, I think I got two. I think I got two left, huh? Yep. And, and I have one Was left that your too. last one? You have no, one left? No, I got okay. one left. All right. I'll go through them quickly. So, the lottery was one, another topic you gave yep. me. And um, so, my question is, you either get $500 million for yourself, you either win that, Ooh. or you can give 500000 each to a thousand different people who need it. Oh, dude. Oh, that is tough. That's really tough. How much? Five million for me? Five hundred million? Five hundred. Five hundred million. And granted, you can use that money how you want to. So no one's saying you can't then like figure out ways this person give that, you know, but or you just never have it pass through your hands and it goes to a thousand people who you know for sure need it. Oh, that sucks. I sound like such a bad person. I would take the money because I would. I wouldn't know what to do with $500 million. I'd donate so much. Of, I, I, I mean, that's just like I can live off. If you gave me a million dollars, I could live off that forever. I genuinely think that. Like that is a number that is so massive. And $500 million, I'd give half of it away to charities. Like just instantly. Just be like, I don't need this 250 million. I don't need it. So take like have someone. So I would just do that in general if I got a big win like that. But I would take it for myself because I, I don't want to, you know, I'd like to have yeah, And more you're the money. puzzle king. I mean, you guessed those numbers. You knew the pattern. You I'm won the puzzle king. You won the lottery. Okay. Follow up question. <laughs> Follow up question that exactly. has nothing to do with the last one. Yep. Okay. The topic was live music versus recordings. And the question that I thought of for it was. Yeah. Are live albums cooler, in your opinion, than simply having live recording songs tacked on to the end of a regular studio album? Or vice versa? So you know how they're... What do you mean? You know how, okay, take, what do you take mean? like a, Phrase the again. album Bob Marley Live. That entire album is a live performance. Yeah. Every song on it. 
I think every song on it is long. okay. Yeah. Yes. Or there are like normal albums, like normal studio albums, but then the final three tracks maybe will be from like live concerts that are maybe other past famous songs or a live version of one of the songs on there or a live original song. Which do you think is a mm. better way? And obviously this is a little dated, but assuming we're in like the eighties or yeah. like the nineties or the seventies, what's a better way to disperse recordings of live music across like the album format? I would say the first way. If if you want to do a live album recording, I, I really don't like it when I'm listening to an album because I listen to albums and I like to like listen to the album. I sit and listen and experience it because I'm an album person. I listen to the whole album. If I like one song on it and I don't like the rest of the album, I'm not going to save that one song. I'm not that person. I will just listen to the album. So I like the experience of that. And at the end, when it's all wrapped up in a nice shiny bow, then they tack on live performances. Mm. I don't like that at all. I don't really like that. And listening to a full live album recording, like the Bob Marley one, totally different. They're just doing something different. So I would say that Heck for yeah. sure. Okay, so now I'm on the final question. My final question. was that your, That was your last question, right? Yes, it was. That was all of them for me. That was all of them. I have my question. Speaking of Kemp's Landing. Oh, gosh. Do you think our TV show we wrote is still good? (laughs) Oh, man. That's a good question. Okay. Um, I would say overall, yes. I, I remember reading it not that long ago. We wrote a pilot, an animated pilot together, maybe like five years ago now i feel like it was new year's 2018 or something even before that and we had been toying around the idea of the show yeah for a while too and we wrote like an outline of the first season yeah um i think there were if we were to like actually put it out there we would definitely have to change certain things i remember we one or to, two yeah. of the jokes were like probably just not some of them were probably just not funny and then some of them were probably like not good jokes to tell yeah um you know just like a little yeah so i think you know a little before i think we were pre-adult and we were not we were just making jokes because they were funny yeah i I don't i think we would definitely have to like go back to that script edit it yeah we would i think we would have to revisit the concept of the show and make it like better um I would never, I don't know. I do. I am still for what it was and for like how old we were and the passion that we kind of had for the story at the time. I'm still proud of it as a pilot. Like I'm really glad we did that. And I had a lot of fun. I remember having a ton Mm -hmm. of fun writing that together and like bouncing It was very fun. And I definitely want to do that again sometime. Like even if it's not that project, I definitely want to co-write with you. Um, especially something funny. Like I did just, because I feel like comedy is a hard thing for me to write alone. Like, I'm very confident in my abilities writing alone. I actually prefer writing alone to writing with other people in general. But, man, uh, I feel like it's a lot easier to write something that's funny when you're bouncing off somebody else. Totally. It's so easy to – because if you get them to laugh, you know it's funny. Yeah. And it's it's even better to have – that's why, like, writing rooms for comedies are big. Because you have a lot of people with a lot of different senses of humor – Mostly, like you have to think what you're doing is funny, but you bounce a joke off, no one laughs, it's not going in. 
Yeah. You bounce a joke off, everyone laughs. It's a hundred percent going in. So yeah. Totally. No. Oh. Okay. So yeah, I'll 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 agree with you. It needs to be changed, but yeah. I'm, I'm proud of it. And I'll say it's good for us being Horse. 14. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That was it was a good time. I think I think yeah. it's a lot to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Have you seen the show Smiling Friends? What show? Smiling Friends. No. It's a very low commitment Adult Swim show, and I think it's am- amazing. It's only nine episodes. Oh, and like I've ten seen, minutes each. I've seen clips of Smiling Friends. It's so yes. good. It's so good. Okay, I'll check it out. I, I'll check. Isn't it on oh, HBO? Man. Yeah, it's on What's HBO. It on? You could just it's binge it. It's on HBO Max. The best thing about it, I'll just share this one detail. They they had the first season, and it was eight episodes, and then randomly, I like kind of without any warning, they just dropped a random one off episode called The Smiling Friends Go to Brazil. It's just like a follow-up. Like, it's so, <laughs> and it's so good. I, I love that show. Okay, sick. I'll check it out. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Okay, well, everyone, that cool. was our 20 questions. Yeah, 20 more questions. We're, we've uh, a running total of 40 questions, questions on this podcast. Yeah, right? Can we get to 100? Oh, next week um. on 60 questions. <laughs> but uh, wait, what time is it? What time is it? Dude, I oh, think it's, it's a little, it's a little bit like maybe like oh, maybe like quick, a little quicker, like it's a little quick quicker bit of like, a time, a quick, t- so quick takes like a take that you quick, quick takes, quick takes, it's quick takes with Connor and Vince, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Connor. Welcome to Quick Takes, everybody. Quick Takes this is part of the show where we give you a take and you take it. Connor, what's your quick take? I'm never good at explaining quick takes. I'm never good at it. Okay. My quick take, I've already talked about this. It, had, it has to do with editing. I don't like editing, but the fact that I'm doing it, I would say if you're doing something or you are tasked with something and you're not familiar or it's not your favorite thing to do, um, just do it. There's so m- it's better to just get some experience and do it, because why not? You're not making a masterpiece. You're not doing whatever. And it's, unless it's something that actually, like, you truly don't want to do or, you know, draw the line. But if it's something that you're like, eh, just do it. Just do it. Life experience, learning new things, I say, why not have that new skill? Why not have that? ability to do it why not just do it yeah even if you have one that's free for you and it's kind of crappy yeah just learning how to like cut a clip and put it with another clip and make some sort of story or video i think it's Mm -hmm. pretty valuable it's sort of like learning how to use excel you know yeah at least to me that's how it feels like it's like I'm never going to be a master at using Excel, but it is good that I know how to do like very basic things on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Connor, totally. You're right. Preach it. People need to be taught editing in school. Preach. I feel I like agree. there's so that many be... things. That I, I absolutely agree. Instead of geometry. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, actually, I'll make a counterpoint. My quick takes almost a counterpoint to all this because I was Whoa. just about to say. Well, kind of. It's. I, I was mm-hmm. just about to say, like, for all the shit talk I do against basic math and, like, engineering type stuff that I just don't <laughs> understand at all, um, it's an insane mystery to me how, like, construction crews and uh, 
different different teams that have to have some sort of this knowledge are able to like even do something like repair a highway. I just think it's bonkers that people have figured out how to have a functioning road system and to be able to actually fix those roads or build new lanes or do any of that while people are still going about their daily lives and to have it actually all work is honestly mind boggling. It is. And um, I feel like a dummy dummy every time I drive somewhere during the day and I just see like a construction team doing something and being like, how the hell did they do that? Like, that's so cool. Totally. You look at these massive buildings and you look at buildings like being built in New York. I'm like, how do you even start to do that? Yeah. How do you even begin to do that? It's like, oh my Lord, it's very cool. It really is. Oh, funny story. This isn't a quick take at all. But um, speaking of like house problems, how we had a cricket infestation and whatnot. Uh, our water heater is across this very small hallway from our electric like circuit board, right? Okay. And so the water heater one day, there's like, to describe, there's like a little vent in the door that gets you to the water heater. So there's a little yeah. opening. It's not like an air vent. It's literally just slits in the door Yeah. for some reason. Um, and there was like a, like a fracture, like a little rupture in this pipe on the top of the water heater. And so water was just shooting through this vent across the hall onto the circuit board from our water heater through the vent. Oh no. And yeah. And so, and it was like making this puddle on the ground. Thankfully, like nothing was wrong with our circuit board or whatever, Uh, but yeah, the water heater was spraying water uh, and we got it fixed, but it was like, just, it was like a Rube Goldberg machine of terrible things that could happen to a house. (laughs) Just like, hey, do you want your house to explode? Like, here's how here's how it happens, I guess. I don't know. I thought it was funny. That is funny. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That is so funny. Well, all right, folks. I'm giving everybody a, a, a big, big old virtual hug. All right. Absolutely. Get in. Big old hug. Pat on the back. Pat on the back. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. All right. Dude, we should just... I'll go split these with you on zoom like pro like we should <laughs> we, I'll, I'll split it with yeah. you how much is it a month man? i don't know I'll, I'll look at it this week then i'll split it with you bro <laughs> this is getting I, annoying I, this sucks <laughs> it is it's getting annoying i have to edit them now so much yeah. it's like we never say anything that i have to cut out anymore yeah not really i mean we've gotten a little better dude um no have you been listening to the the in-between audio between when we cut off the meeting and turn it back on dude no. i've been saying random shit to you yeah really? man i did today and I'll i was like i was wondering now. if you if you ever hear them i'll listen now that is so funny okay okay <laughs>